I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Happy Thursday. Welcome into Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. So close to the weekend. We are uno day away. We are live from the first United Bank studio. Gus, uh, if you are watching on Fox 34 News now or on YouTube, you saw Gus show his power squat for him. Yeah, so you get thunder thighs like that. You got to build up the muscle down there. Power squats, just Atrophy like that. And, yeah, <laughs> Portman's the, the only power in this studio behind you and me. You and me, our ability to eat and drink too much is Portman in the weight room. Dude, I've been taking steroids. Us. I told you. I'm, I'm, catching, I'm catching Ben. Now, remember, anabolic steroids are a little different than the stuff you're taking. That's, this is my spot. Ah! So I choose to believe yeah, in the right. steroids. Well, you know what? Me. Jump down there and get us 10 push-ups. When the bumper music starts, you can do push-ups till the song's over, right? I mean, I'm still on an inhaler, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which <laughs> is one of the steroids. So there you go. Don't crush my steroid dreams. Beast mode, man. Yeah. Grandpa's did four push-ups. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman behind the glass. Well, you can uh, reach us on the Visual Edge IT hotline if you want to. It's open for you, 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. If you are out and on the go, don't worry. You can still hear us on the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. Worldwide. Or use terrestrial radio. Or use terrestrial radio. Turn on your hi-fi and... uh, Now, obviously, guys... 97.3. Obviously, your, your radio time is fully invested between... You know, 100.7 the score here, double T97.3. Right. Maybe if you're looking for a little Lady Raider basketball, you yep. know, some 107.7 and yes, you know FM. What? I did last night, and I enjoyed Fink and Chuck. Enjoyed that call. Happy The happy totals. They had a uh, great time, yes, they and did. they should have. Um, it is night and day between home and the road for Lady Raider basketball, but you took care of business against uh, a Houston team that is is struggling in their first year in the league, and I think that was pretty much expected, but a uh, nice little bounce back last night. And what was impressive, you know, we talked about Bailey Maupin and, and Jasmine Shavers kind of being the ones who have consistently scored and have been yep. looking for other scores. Well, last night, instead, it was Jordan Merritt and Logan yep. Johnson who both had career nights, um, so good for them. But, you know, it's just, hey, can you keep – for those two, can you keep doing that? Can you And, and mm-hmm. not, not have a – I mean, if they want to have a career night and just keep upping those numbers every single time you go out, I say go for it. Give it a try. It could be a blast. Um, but just consistently finding your way, and if you're a Jordan Merritt, into double figures some way, somehow. Because that's kind of what has been missing is it's just multiple scores. Sure. And it was still technically, really for the bulk of the work, just those two who scored because they were the only two in double figures. But uh, it was nice to see... I guess a couple different names. Yeah, absolutely. You know, really caused some damage. Yeah, and they were in control of that game <clears throat> pretty much throughout and uh, just took care of business. A good workman like W. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, right off the bat, here we go. This is from Bullfighter. No, Bullfighter's uh, been chirpy all day. This is the tiny little bit I listened to earlier. He's on there bra- <laughs> making brackets and all that stuff. He's a, we, he out of control. We have the official mechanical bull riding bracket for the Shriners Classic, which is coming just down the pipe. Awesome. Gus, yesterday, he, here's what I'm... I swore yesterday you were listed as a three seed. I don't know if this bracket has grown or if you have just been knocked off a couple well, of pegs after reevaluation. Forty seventh seed. Is that? But like this is bracketology, so you know that changes every single week. This seems to have changed by the day. The official seeding of this, you are the fifth seed. How do you feel about that? Out of uh, eight. I hope it's a fifth out of four entries. You are listed above Jamie, who's the sixth seed. Sneed, who's the seven seed, and then uh, Megan, Choice's wife, who's the eight seed, which I don't think you're giving enough respect to Megan, by the way. Choice, yeah, she needs a five seed. <laughs> I need a bye to the championship round. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, My, I, you know what? Like, you, you used to go into athletic endeavors like this with a, <laughs> uh, with a um, you know, mind for competitiveness and meeting challenges and stuff. And, and now it's like I ain't get hurt doing this crap. So you know that that's what I'm gonna. That's my mindset. I'm not going in there trying to compete or anything else. It's I'm not getting hurt doing this crap. But right. you're gonna do it, right? Though? I you're guess. Just, you're I guess. Safety. I, I, I remember I said that if we were like two and zero, oh, I'd do it. I would right. turn it into a celebration. So if we get beat in one of those first two games, so I just somebody gets a bye. You know what? But if you get Gus is just sitting sit over there mad and drinking. I can see an argument for both sides because think of the people, Gus. Okay, think about so, Lent. So, do you think Lent's gonna go parading down there if we just got kicked in the game? Has Lent paraded ev- anywhere no. in his life? Have you ever used Lent? Lent was parading down. How about how about I mean? Let me redo that word. You think Lent peacocks into the room? <laughs> you think Lent peacocks into the bar? Like if if we're anything less than two and zero? Oh man, I I think I think New York Lent peacocked all the time. Oh, I, I can think see that. I think he yeah. fanned the feathers and gave like a good oh, and then just walked wherever he went. I mean, just showing it off. Peak brand new. You know what? Greens because usually what and he and I do at this thing is we'll hop in a rent car on Saturday morning with a little date to the uh, Under Armour. Uh, outlet store, which is about a little ten minute drive from the not, ball, not, the last two times not, we've gone down there. Not I know, I know, not surprised, <laughs> not surprised at all to hear that. And uh, oh, and man. you know, and and load up, and so like he, you got a you got a potential for that Saturday to put him in a in a good mood. I mean, because it's going to start good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the and by the way, yeah, but, but we're we're not too we're we're far enough into this segment. We're gonna the the. I told you we'd have breaking news. Yes. So we'll come out of the next segment with our breaking news, and that is the uh, the uh, Big Twelve baseball preseason and, poll just and they, released. I was gonna say they waited. Perf- they they, they, they were did it. Very they did yesterday nice at three, and they did the they day said, at three. We'll wait. We gotta wait till Tech Talk goes on. Mo- we gotta most, wait for them. They were the ones who were promising it. This shows you what I know. The uh, I I. I I was always led to believe you kind of want to do that in the morning and gives everyone time to react to it. You get a full day of like the sports talk deal, plenty of time to make press deadlines, six o'clock news and all that. So I'm interested in the fact that these things get released at three now, because Mm -hmm. this is like at four o'clock on the East, you know, for our friends in Orlando, Morgantown, Cincinnati, you know, like, I mean, and so I'm just fascinated by this, not me being, 9 10 11 in the morning but two days in a row 
three o'clock. I mean, on the on the dot, and uh, we got our Gavin Cash as the preseason All Big Twelve first baseman yesterday. And uh, when we come back from this next break, we'll uh, talk about Texas Tech. Uh, where, where the uh, coaches think Texas Tech will finish. Um, and it's so, within so the I'm, parameter of what we said yesterday. I was, so was going to ask. Far I, off, I don't we'll, think we'll talk about that, yeah. and and we'll get into plenty of it, and we'll get into uh, plenty of Gus's thoughts too. Just on the Big Twelve this year, uh, it looks to me to be, and maybe it's just because there, there's different names that are involved. To me, it seems like this might be a deeper year to the Big 12 than in years past. Not that the Big 12 has been just some trash conference in baseball, but it's not like the SEC. Um, it's not uh, It's not the Big 12 in basketball. hasn't been anywhere to that, and it's going to be hard for anything to be like that. But it just seems to me um, like there is a lot more depth in the conference this yeah, year. And I'll see so. if you, uh, yeah, I hope you're right about that. Be good. I hope not. I hope everyone else sucks. No, no, I, yeah, well, you. there's truth to that. <laughs> oh, it can be, uh, it can, you can be whatever you want right behind us. Yes. Yeah. I don't care what you that's, do if you're doing it in take. the rear view. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. You, you sure about that? Well, in baseball, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Strange. Tech Talk on WC 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is the juice. Welcome back to Tech Talk. Let's get you some headlines. Round one. We're live from the first United Bank studio. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman. We'll start with actually how we ended yesterday's show. Um, and right as we were about to tip our caps and bid you adieu, uh, one Jim Harbaugh was officially announced as the next head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers, something that had been, you know, clearly covered and in the works for a while became official, uh, right as we were about to leave the building yesterday. So that is how we will start the headlines. Of course, coming off of a national championship there, three straight big 10 titles with Michigan, NFL experience has been to a Super Bowl with his time at the 49ers. Pretty much has won anywhere he's been. Um, has flirted with the NFL over the past couple of the uh, seasons. But uh, I think personally, even I've seen the oh, you know, it's perfect situation, right? You finally get that national championship. You get over that hump that you were trying to uh, with Michigan just to win a, a game in the college football playoff. Um, I think he was gone either way especially when you look at some of the NCAA infractions that are still going to have to be dealt with, not just one situation, two that are still having to be finalized. Uh, and then also the way that he has kind of done the will I won't tie dance in the NFL over the past couple of seasons. Um, I just, I think the national championship was more of a cherry on top, a, a pretty big cherry that had some gold in a banner with it, but uh, still a cherry on top, but he's officially over to the Chargers. Another coach was hired today. Panthers hired Buccaneers Dave Canales. Think about what that represents. That's a young first-year quarterback that kind of struggled, mm -hmm. right? And and Bryce from Alabama, Bryce, Bryce Young, young. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and you've got at Tampa Bay, you've got a guy with a good offensive reputation, and and at this point, at least, given some credit for sort of the Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, rehabilitation 
thing. And I'm, sure, uh, you know, I would think that that played into it because at some point the the Carolina people have to be going, man, we got to fix that quarterback deal because we just spent a bunch of money on it. And there's, you know, one year in, you don't have to necessarily be giving up on it. But you're like, all right, what do we need to do to to foster this guy's future? And with the Bears sitting there with your right, but, and not yours because it's what you did to get to this situation, but with. The, the number one pick that, you know, you would have if you didn't make all the trades that you did in the moves, but there's a reason why the Bears have it and you don't, and the Bears have two top ten picks and you don't have a single pick in the first round. So especially with that, like you are committed to Bryce Young, whether you like it or not, at least this year, and it was such a mess. I mean, you think, what, is this the fourth coach that the Panthers have had in two years now? Yeah, maybe with some interim. Yeah. Or be, that wouldn't be, I guess it'd be, three years or whatever yeah, post two seasons ago but yeah and because yeah and and you have a guy here who's it's funny like what what some of the coaching search has changed into because he's 42 which now i mean like we don't bat an eye at, at the age of, and, and why would you i mean you go get the guy that you want and you've seen young coaches be successful you've seen older coaches successful age is just a number it just depends on what they're wanting to do and their desire to win and all of that and their plan to win and how do they work with today's talent, all of that. Um, but this is a guy who's already, you know, worked with Russell Wilson when he was still doing well, worked with Geno Smith to help him be, be pretty good there at Seattle. And now with Baker Mayfield there in uh, the year that Mayfield had, which uh, I don't think anyone really saw coming. So there you go. The Panthers, well, they hire in the division. So yep. there you go. True. Uh, as teased from before, we have our Big 12 preseason poll out for baseball, and it follows as such. TCU picked to win the conference. Not not much of a shock, especially uh, from what we saw yesterday um, with the preseason team. They led the way with five. Um, they had 11 first-place votes. Texas sits in second. They had two. Uh, Oklahoma State is third and your Texas Tech Red Raiders pick fourth, which you said anywhere between third and fifth, maybe more of an eyebrow raised at fifth, but any any big outrage from Dr. Mike Gustafson sitting at fourth? No, not really. The uh not 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 a huge surprise. You know, the D one baseball <laughs> poll had us the third third of the four teams ranked in the top twenty five. I think we're what preseason number twenty one. Mm-hmm. K-State behind us, no OSU in the top 25. and They released their Big 12 preview today, and they have us third behind TCU and UT, which lines up with the preseason poll that mm-hmm. they put out. But, yeah, this coaches poll, uh, K-State kind of nipping at our heels, which is probably higher than they've been picked in a while, but they've got – They've got some good pieces. You know, they've got the best closer in the thing. They've got a preseason All-Big 12 starter on the mound, and they've got a preseason All-Conference shortstop. So there's enough there's enough high-end talent there to, uh, you know, to, to feel good about. And, boy, you know, their, their skipper's done a nice job because he, he was at OU and, and was, you know, didn't do well and was let go after three years, and he's kind of flourished at K-State. Pete Hughes. Yeah, so past you at fourth, like you said, Kansas State fifth. Tied at six, that's where you find Oklahoma and West Virginia. Kansas at eighth, uh, Houston at ninth, UCF at tenth, Baylor at eleventh. That's the uh, lowest of the non-new members. And then twi- tied at twelfth there at the bottom, BYU 
and Cincinnati. So no one has to be unlucky number 13 because you're tied at 12th with your Bearcats <laughs> yeah, and the Cougars. The, four of the bottom five spots occupied by uh, the, the four new teams. Uh, and then, as we mentioned last night, a good night for Lady Raider basketball. They take down Houston and finish the sweep of the Cougars, winning 66-48. to They outscored the Cougars in all four quarters. Uh, you look at career nights again from Jordan Merritt and Logan Johnson. Uh, they were the only two in double figures. They were the only two that you needed. Merritt had 24 points, Johnson 15 uh, and you move to 4-4 four and four in Big 12 play. And up next, you have a home game against TCU on Saturday. That'll be 1.30 start time coverage, 107.7 Yes FM. And TCU has been a, an interesting conversation piece for women's basketball in the Big 12 just because, well, they had so many injuries. Although I think, if I have this story right, they still had six available players on the roster. But... They have to forfeit a couple of games, I believe, against Iowa State and Kansas State. Probably not a great matchup against either of those two schools anyways, especially the way Kansas State's played this year. Um, they're perfect in Big 12 play right now and just have soared through the rankings and have a couple big wins there for the Lady Cats. But, I mean, they have to go and do on-campus tryouts. Um, and yeah. and uh, two and six in Big 12 play, of course, two of those weren't played. So, of games played, two and four. But... Uh, you look at a, another opportunity for a win at home against a TCU squad coming to your place where, as we noted, you've played much better than you have on the road. Yep, got it, got it, got to get one of these. I don't, I can't tell you who's who's the perfect candidate for it, but uh, you know, keep keep taking care of the home court and uh, you know get get uh, get a couple on the road. I am here for it. And those are your headlines here. That was the juice. Uh, we got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can hit us up there as well. The Lady Raiders need a third score consistently. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that's part of what you're trying to de- uh, define and develop. Again, that's where I think like last night, though, was a great sign mm-hmm. because the two scorers that it's been around has been Bailey Moppin and Jasmine Shavers, um, who've had really, really good years as young players for you and have very bright futures. I think it was encouraging that the two that stepped up last night were neither of them. Of course, in a perfect world, you would see them score, you know, in heaps and bunches and score consistently and then have a, you know, Jordan Merritt and like a Logan Johnson or who pick pick someone to consistently <laughs> do that. And if even if it wants to be a rotation, that probably wouldn't be a bad thing. But the problem is when you've lost, you haven't had enough uh, production outside of those two, but... Last night, you get production from two other players. Later Raiders right now, 66 in net ranking. And what I didn't realize... That's through last night's game. That count. That includes last night's game. What I didn't realize uh, is is this is still a... Against TCU coming up next for your resume is still a quad one mm-hmm. opportunity, which nope. is huge right now because I think it's a very, very gettable quad one opportunity. Gotta so, have it, man. Re- yeah. Really do. Uh yeah, that because their that resume is going to need some helium at mm-hmm. some point, you know, and and they need some quad one wins, and and one way to get those is what quad one win can be a win over one numbers one through seventy five on the road. So mm-hmm. here you go. It is Tech Talk here on Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three dot com. Back with more next. 
podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Foreman behind the glass taking care of us. We will have Red Raider basketball tonight with Grant McCaslin live from Rudy's 6 o'clock right after we're done. Um, so you can tune in here on Double T 97.3 or go to Rudy's and get yourself some barbecue, get your questions in that you have for Grant McCaslin and company. Of course, they'll be taking on the Sooners on Saturday. Road game there going over to Oklahoma. That's a 12 o'clock start time on Double T 97.3 and 100.7 to score, 1 o'clock tip. Um, over on the score, some NBA action for you. Six o'clock start for Boston at Miami. Battle from the Eastern Conference. Gus, uh, how many NBA games are you taking in these days? Uh, not many. Um, yeah, not many. Were you ever an NBA guy? You know, yeah, back in, I would, I was going to say as a kid, but that was probably, you know, teenage, young adult, um, mm-hmm. You know, but it probably spanned from you know the the my, the peak of my interest probably spanned from bird magic and that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Although I yeah I was enjoying that just a maybe a tick like a year or two. You know, maybe at age nine or ten, I remember watching the Suns lose to the Celtics in about what seventy six around in there. I remember watching that, but. You know, back in those days, and you've heard me tell this before, the the you get one game a week, one mm-hmm. sporting event a week, and then some wide world of sports on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> or something, maybe you know one college game, whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, it it wasn't hard hard to uh, if the weather was crappy or whatever, go oh there here's here it is here's here's all the sports we're gonna get. But uh, you know, once once the uh, once Bird Magic got into the league and that it really took off to. Because it was it was Sixers and Dr. J, and then you know up through certainly Jordan's time with the Bulls, and then after that it started to fade for me. Which you know, as much as anything, that had to do with just kids running everywhere and all that stuff and yeah. being gone and all. But yeah, so I don't I don't really have a team that I cling to. That's that's another part of the problem, I guess, for me. You mentioned to not be an ardent fan because I don't really have a you know I can't sing my team and go through the yeah. Well, you need that because it kind of then you've got somebody to go through the grind with or go through the trials with and whatever. I just don't have that. Or even if, like, for a lot lot of people that I've seen, even if you just get annoyed at the entire league, you still have, like, no, I'm just a Mavs fan. Right. I'm not an NBA fan. I'm just a Mavs fan. Sure. And that's, you know, that's all good. I'm not, I'm not uh, a hater of it. It's just, you know, I'm not really captivated by it. And so it's, it's been fun. You know, over the past, whatever, 20, 25 years when the Texas teams would do good. I mean, just because it's, you know, a little bit nearer and dearer to what's going on, you know, in our consciousness as opposed to it being somewhere else. But it's it's hard not to watch Golden State and realize that that's something special. You know, watching Curry plays like, you know, that's – well, they're not doing very well this year. No, but, I but know, still, but, but just, still, I mean, yeah, but, in this era, yeah, yeah, sure. Just watching him play and do what he's done, it's like, and you know, and, and I'm not deep off into the basketball thing in general. I love love the Red Raiders and and going through their game to game thing, but it's easy for me to see little kids who have grown up on Curry 
doing trying to do curry things you know everybody's pumping threes and everybody's playing this inside out game i'm like man you guys are like nine years old you know wonder what the shooting percentage is for the nine-year-old three-point line you know the uh the effect on the game of basketball absolutely is a very interesting discussion when you get into curry because now i don't mean to get into this but i'll just say this real sure. quick now you get to a point where exactly what you're talking about you see the trickle effect and you see it in college you see it in high school you see it all the way down to junior high little dribblers um and and this is a good thing and then depending on how you look at it maybe a bad thing because everybody wants to shoot that but i mean not everybody wants to do the numbers behind the scenes do the to get things. to that where you sure. can do that um because that's what has made his story so special and we, we all know the uh I mean, it's like the the Patrick Mahomes stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at at some of the all time misses on draft analysis, um, and and this is look, organizations miss on players, so analysts can miss on players too. When it's you're happened, going to happen yeah, for a yeah, long time, I mean, when you go yeah. to your Kuipers and stuff, it's going to happen just the way that it is. And I, I've never been like, oh, it's just like the weatherman, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why would you trust him? Don't ever right. believe what he says. Um, but he's an all time great story of someone who worked to get to that and. Also adding in, you know, you had a professional father mm-hmm. where you were around the game right. for a while, um, but still like had to work to get to that skill level. And then the trickle effect is everyone's like, oh, well, that's just the way the game's going is everybody's shooting now. So I need to shoot. It's like, okay, well, what are you doing to right. get better and like define those skills? Or are you just going, well, everyone's shooting, so I need to shoot. I'm going to pump threes. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And uh, it, I don't think it's hard to see that influence, just as you said. And Mahomes' influence on the quarterback position has made that a uh, certainly a more athletic endeavor. You know, the first time you see a junior high kid throwing, trying to throw a no look, you know, <laughs> like okay, hey, hey there, Pat. You know, but you can see it. You know how Pat and, does and, the deal where he's wanting to play and he's kind of yeah. flicking the two middle fingers and concentrating on the earphone. I was thinking, how many? How many high school kids are going, hey, uh, give me the play, coach, give me the play? And I'm thinking, you know, because Pat's yeah. got so much style, so much swag. And it's funny because now, and this is this is a ridiculous thing to do, but we do it. Like, okay, so the NBA side, we always want to know who's the next Michael Jordan, right? right. And now you're starting oh, to see sure. anybody, like Caleb Williams, how many times have you heard this? And it makes me want to pull my hair out, right? Because Mahomes is a one-of-one. One, and who knows, Caleb Williams may turn into a one-of-one. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be the exact same. I'm not calling that, by the way. I think he'll be fine in the NFL. I just think when you start to go, oh, what, what does that remind you of? Reminds you of Patrick Mahomes, huh? Like, okay, let's let's give that a beat because you have a guy who is special and special for a reason because not everyone can consistently do what he's doing. But, again, trickle effect. And it goes to trickle effect of how we analyze players now, too. And we want we want, like, for some reason... There's this need to go spot for spot comparison. And it's just not how players and athletes work. Mm-mm. But, you know, what else would we talk about? No, kind, of, that's, that's right. kind of backtrack real quick, quickly, Gus. You mentioned Magic and Bird being your era of the NBA that you watch the most. Have you seen that um, that documentary of the Celtics-Lakers rivalry mm-hmm. that was released on ESPN Plus? Ooh, man, that was yeah, something outstanding. else. Outstanding. And, uh, yeah. The, the, the biggest chunk of it was that Magic and Bird era. Oh, sure. And, uh, you know, and, and, and kind of all the cultural stuff around it, you know, uh, um, that, that everybody, everybody sided with one or the other. Cause they had these, 
yeah, just there's so much around that, and it it was such a great ten years. And Clint, you may have heard me tell this story before because I think I told it to AD. But in I guess it would have been an '88. My junior year, we were playing out at Loyola Marymount, which is right there by LAX Airport. We were playing baseball. And um, and um, we play this game, Saturday afternoon game, and I wasn't in the lineup that day. And so I thought – and our hotel was like we, – we didn't have a bus. They just had hotel vans like because we were just a – it would be like maybe – you know, maybe a little farther than like the Overton to Dan Law Field or something like that. A little bit farther mm-hmm. than that, but you get the you get the picture. Maybe not all the way to this United Supermarkets Arena, something like that. And I thought, you know what? I'm gonna run back to the hotel with some of the pictures. Just put on my tennis shoes, and you know, four or five of us just took off jogging back to the hotel because I sat all day. Uh-huh. You know, and that that was the more mature version of me because freshman me sat over there and just ate everything and didn't do anything, never played, whatever. I can't imagine why you gained 20 pounds there, fat boy. So if I wasn't in the lineup, tried to do extra running, whatever. So on this day, I'm like, hey, I throw the throw my bag on the butt or the on the van. With my, one of my roommates said, hey, I'm gonna jog back because we're and and it wasn't you know six eight minute run. We probably beat the van back there. Anyway, I get back. Well, by the time we get back to the deal, the next van group pulls up and they're like, dude, you missed it. I'm like. What? And they were like, y'all must have run around the corner and a van minibus pulls up and it was the Celtics. <laughs> and it was Saturday and they were playing that Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. game against the Lakers, which every time they played, that was, you know, front and center. And the Sunday afternoon game was always the big game on CBS. Dick Stockton and those guys on the call. And they said, you know, they're all standing there. The tech guys are waiting and here's the Celtics guys for me to bend. And it's, you know, Parrish, Bird whatever and this would have been in 88 so it was still hot and heavy you know yeah. they were it was kind of nearing the end but it was still hot and heavy and they were like man you missed it and you know it's like dang it you know I, I so now like you, every once in a while you just wake up in a cold sweat yeah. and you're like, i could have i could have been I was, there i was what was i doing I, younger i was guts? a block away that's what i get for trying to be conscientious i was don't a block away from larry bird and i missed him don't ever do that yep. the podcast that finishes your work day in a very red raider way this is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thanks for joining us. Happy Thursday to you. It is the pre-weekend, so happy pre-weekend to you, Gus. We're almost there. Oh, I'm ready. You dude. ready for it? I am Friday even at hard. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. Even though it's kind of a short week because the two days in Kansas City, it's just felt like every day was just jammed. That's you know what, what I mean. I was gonna say because uh, I don't know if you're like me. Uh, if you have a short week, doesn't matter if it was like a busy couple of days or whatever. I still find myself if it's a short week where you're missing at the start for some reason in that like Friday mode. More yeah. than ever, I can't explain it because look, like you, whatever you're, and, and maybe that's because you're trying to catch up on your normal day to day. But for whatever reason, if I like have a short week and miss the start of it, I'm like, let's go, let's get to right. Friday stat, let's speed up that calendar. Uh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is the Chargers head coach. This felt like the most known one, most expected one. Um, out of all of it, he's going back to the West Coast. Yep. Uh, looks like it was reported a five-year deal. 
Um, I think he's going into a- as good of a situation roster wise um, out of all of the openings. Got the quarterback to me, yeah, and I think that's a big one. I think the Chargers have a lot of talent on defense. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what they choose to go after in the draft and all that, which will be interesting to see. Obviously, I have a very special interest in this because um, as a Chiefs fan, they're coming into the division. So that's something. And the Chargers have been that team, Gus, that for years, as since Herbert has been there yeah. and taken over, which he took over immediately because the trainers, so to speak, didn't know how to work an injection needle and punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. We all remember that story, which was terrifying. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> like it, since then, it, it it has turned into like the sexy dark horse pick for the Super Bowl, right? And and it still hasn't worked out. And and, and last year there was that absolute collapse against the Jaguars, where they were up a bunch of touchdowns, and then Trevor Lawrence looked like a god on the football field. Long, flowing blonde hair and all. But the end result now is can Harbaugh do what he's done everywhere and win? And so this is what it sounded like uh, as as he was going through negotiations and the hiring process. All right. Yeah, I'm married. doesn't matter. You do that for me? Really? Yeah, I'd like that. Who are you talking to? Uh, it's Jim Harbaugh. Sounds like a really good deal. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> At three in the morning? Who is this? It's Jim Harbaugh. What are you wearing? Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> From Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, khakis? She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. I like it. Obviously real unedited. Leaning heavy on the khakis. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's good. Totally uh, unedited. Uh, so... There we go. I, I, I bet you're wondering, how do we have connections to this? Well, no doubt. you know, at Raymar, our reach is far and wide. So, connections, <laughs> yeah, that's what right. they say. Yep, I like it. Yeah. Got got a few texts. Uh, we got this on the chat line. Yep. Uh, a question for you. Will Dr. Gus ride the apparatus? <laughs> I know, this, <laughs> this is, is solid. Say, before you get to uh, context, the mechanical bull bracket. Will Dr. Gus ride the apparatus in his acid washed overalls and like a straw that. hat? I might if if we're two and oh, I might might be tempted to do that, but I usually don't carry those around and I need to find some acid washed overalls. So Oh, we're on a search for those? I thought you had those like in Yeah, nineteen ninety I did. I thought you yeah. still had them like in the attic or something. No, I, of boxes. all the stuff you know what, if I well, there's not many clothing items in there, although I did find that box of T-shirts of vintage tees about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Texting you guys hey, all those if you pictures of that. Help out Clint's T-shirts, Santa. I bet we could actually make well, real money on that's those. That's where my my daughter wears those. She yeah. wore one of them around retro. Well, and she said that some girl goes, "Hey, like came up to her over here, whatever, you know, Cafe J's or some deal, like." Hey, where you get your vintage tees? And she was like, my, my dad. dad's closet. <laughs> I mean, and she went, you know, it's like a friendly exchange. It was like she was being a smart aleck, but it was just like, no, you don't understand. She, he's like, that, that girl's God. probably so disappointed because she was like looking for like a Come store. Come on over. Yeah, like, exactly. No. Chrome, you know, or whatever. Like, no. Right. Like, yeah. They're right after the uh, Texas Tech baseball shirts. Uh, yeah. Raider, Raider's dad said, saying Lint, I thought it was an alternate Clint personality. <laughs> Took a second to connect the dots. Yeah, one of the many alternate personalities. Exactly. Yes. Well, we were talking about the, how when I was a kid, we used to watch certain things. We talked about the Saturday afternoon bowling. <laughs> I think we need that as a drop. 
who do you think you are? I am. Classic. Perfect. Yeah. Classic angry sports yep. moment. Uh, did Yeah, someone asked, did you watch Saturday afternoon bowling? Yep. And there was the answer to that. If it was raining outside or whatever, or crappy weather, it probably did. But back in those days, it was like, you know, how, how quick could we get outside and go, you know, scare up three or four dudes and play street football mm-hmm. or shoot hoops or whatever. But. Gus uh, or Robert asked this to you. Did you not like the black hole Kevin McHale? I know I did like him. Uh, I just, I guess I omitted him from the story, but yeah, those, uh, the best thing about all that, I mean, just in hindsight was just them and the Lakers butting heads made for great theater. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, McHale's a dang hall of famer, great player, all that. Yeah. Uh, here's a question for, uh, Texas tech baseball. Yeah. Um, which I would take. No pressure. I've, I've got, you know, I've got some thoughts. Uh, do y'all think Gavin will win the triple crown in the overall NCAA or maybe Big 12? I mean, if he does it in the Big 12, he's going to be um, just Big 12. Mm-hmm. He's going to be doing it um, over uh, the guy that may very well be the first overall player taken in the draft. You know, mm-hmm. could, most most things have him right there in J.J. Weatherholt at West Virginia. Now, you know, he, he was outstanding and one of the nation's best hitter last year, Team USA, all the things, the stage is set. You know, it's kind of tough for guys like him to do that two years in a row because this year when you're playing West Virginia, it's it's like, hey, that everybody knows who that guy is. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's still going to be fine, don't get me wrong, but at some point you go, hey, let's not let the guy beat us. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's that good. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I'm not saying that won't happen with Gavin, but just to, what what Cash hasn't been is that kind of 420, 430 hitter. I don't mean 430 feet. He can do that. <laughs> but, but you know, the kind of batting average you have to be to be triple crown and win the Big 12, much less the national thing, um, you know, that would be epic. I, you know, could he, could he hit 20-plus homers and pile up a ton of RBIs. If he's piling up a ton of RBIs, it's a really good thing because that means there's a lot going on around him with mm-hmm. guys in front of him on base and all that stuff. It'll be interesting to see where they stick him in the lineup. If they push him a little to the front to make sure he's getting pitched to, maybe bat him in front of Bazell. You know, that that's going to be interesting to see. And him and – you know, you, you could have a, a Bazell – Cash McGee thing where you go right, left, right, and form a pretty good core to a lineup. Uh, not, not that they're the only three, but uh, and, it, and it's th- going to be fun to watch. And that's what I think is interesting is, uh, you know, I've seen a lot, and, and I'm not saying you shouldn't expect good things out of Gavin Cash again, and he's going to all of a sudden just go in this huge slump. But, you know, I, I don't think he necessarily needs to have an uh, – mm-hmm. we want a special season, Absolutely. and he can have a special yeah. season. Don't get it twisted. I just don't think with – the depth offensively that we're expecting, you might not need him to have just this crazy, insane year. And it's like, yep. okay, we'll take what he did and then add five more home runs, you know, something like that. Yeah. Or add, Be take epic. the RBI yeah. that he had last year and add 10. Mm-hmm. You that, know, I'm here for that too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking just for a solid year yep, out sure. of him. You bet. Because if he's a feared part of the middle of that lineup, it just sets him up for more success. Now, if he wants to be super special and do all those things, I say go for it. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's 
Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. Tonight it's Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin. It is a Viking Gus Bus John Ben Jovi edition here hanging out with you as we are live from the first United Bank studio. Keep hitting us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all that. Welcome there. Um, and remember, at 545 every day we do Ask Tech Talk. So really anything you got, we'll take the serious, we'll take the ridiculous. Full spectrum. Um, Gus, we got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, thoughts on this weekend, Tech versus TCU. So Lady Raider basketball at home against the Frogs. 1.30 start time, 107.7 Yes FM. With a win, you move above 500 in Big 12 play. Um we talked about this a little bit, but the Frogs have clearly gone through a very strange season, if you've kept up with this story at all, um, where they had to give up a couple of games because they said they couldn't field a team through injuries, and that roster went way down. I think they, if I have this right, they added four from on-campus tryouts, and three of them happened to be like state champions. Right. And yep. I don't know what level. Um, but that's still, you don't say lightly. Yep. One from Boise, Idaho, one from Granbury, and one maybe a DFW kid, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it really sets up as a cool story. I mean, you know, I'm ho- hoping that cool story comes to an end here. On the high end, oh, Brownsboro was the other one. So, um, but yeah. And, 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 you know, the coach was complimentary of the entire walk-on tryout process and and how all that went down because of of uh you know the 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 fact that there was so much enthusiasm so these kids aren't in basketball shape they hadn't been playing or maybe some rack mm-hmm. ball or whatever and then they're they're out there selling out to do this and they keep keep three mm-hmm. and uh you know and so what it allows them to do is is form some practice you know and just meet roster minimums and that kind of stuff i think six scholarship kids seven roster kids without the 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 the, the, the new additions, additions. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and and that's where they played and so you know in terms and and the, it, in some ways kind of a feel good story i mean you know i doubt the folks up in uh, you know wisconsin are talking about this game were it not for the circumstances around it and the fact mm-hmm. that they jumped out to a crazy big lead at the end of the first quarter, almost had UCF doubled up. And by later on, UCF had tied the game and you're thinking, well, okay, you know, the, 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 there, there's the, the end of this deal. And then TCU found ways to you know, make plays down the stretch and win that game. And, and, uh, you know, that's the, the their frontline talents pretty good. That's, and that's certainly my understanding of it. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, that's my evaluation, but, um, you know, they've they've got a good roster. They have a good core, ravaged by injuries and trying to piece it together. Right now, it's a great feel good story. Hopefully, the Lady Raiders go in there and go, "Hey, that, that thing the other night was cute." But there's some re- certain there's some certain realities that come with this, Clint. And it's like you've really got seven people you can count on. That's mm-hmm. that's probably a, a player shorter than you want to be, and somewhere in there, some maybe some fatigue kicks in. And that's look. This that's a TCU team. Even before the forfeits, like yeah, they just beat UCF, but six other teams have because UCF's zero and seven. 
There's a reason that's a UCF women's program that was coming in with with no expectations right. this year um, around it, and that's been true to form. Okay, that's one of their wins, and and still, it's like to your point, it's impressive to do that with what you've gone through when the last two were forfeits because you didn't even play them. But even before that, even before you had the forfeits, it has been loss, 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 and they started off with a win against BYU, who struggled. Um, as expected, but past that, it has been a, a loss in there to Oklahoma State, and I know you've lost to Oklahoma State too on the road, right. but a, a home loss to Oklahoma State, and then you've lost to Houston if you're TCU in that mix, which you just swept the Cougars. And like right now, if you're trying to do your win counter um, for hopefully a tournament berth, which again, I go back to the importance of this being a quad one win because hmm. this is is one of All the right. most attainable quad one wins you will ever run into because this situation doesn't just happen every single year, right? Um, in fact, this situation never happens. Um, that's why it's been such an odd story. Um, then you add in that you have them at home where you've played so much better. Um, this is one that you have to win, and I think you're in uh, an important stretch right now that started with Houston getting a win because that gets you to 4-4. Four and four. Um, Winning at home against TCU – Gets you, you know, a game above 500, and then after that, you go to Cincinnati, um, who's also struggled this year. So, if you are going to keep making those steps under Gerlich, and and if you are going to get to the big dance, nope. um, these this is the type of stretch that kind of makes or breaks you. Um, and and then also, I mean, it's TCU. Who who here likes TCU? Right, and and you know, and I, I would imagine our. Um... You know, our team and our kids are going to draw some bodies there. They're going to be like the playing against an ocean of sound there, I wouldn't think. One of the other players, the fourth player that's an added player is a volleyball athlete. And she actually got in the game last night for a minute. And I don't know if that was just a minute to rest somebody coming out of a media timeout. But, you know, got a six foot three volleyball player that had, you know, probably a really good athlete. And so that's the fourth of the new kids, the mm -hmm. other three being completely outside of the athletic program that just jumped into play as as walk-ons and then the one volleyball player but um that uh you know it, it's it's got a chance to be a cool story and at the very top end of their talent they've got 220 plus average you know points per game mm -hmm. type kids it's so like high end at the top of it and then it drops off considerably after that and i'm sure Texas Tech won't be the first to say, hey, we really need to control those two and make these other three beat us. <laughs> hey, what's the game plan? St right. uh, start with stopping them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know. And, 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 then, then, and then run them. Run them can, to yeah, death. If you can control pace and, I mean, if, if you can dictate some of that stuff, um, you would think that there's some real value in that, no, mm -hmm. no doubt. And, uh, you know, force them to into a situation where they're playing the volleyball kid and then one of the, you know, the three walk-ons or whatever and be able to exploit that. But sometimes that's, you know, that makes for a good plan, but if you're not shooting well or, you know, whatever, if the game script isn't working your way. But um, like you said, this isn't a great UCF team that took them to the wall mm -hmm. um, and, you know, tied up a game in which they were tr trailing by a ton. And so, you know, that hopefully the Red Raiders have more going for them and, and uh, can get in there and get this win. Uh, this on the chat line from Bobby Hot Dogs. Gus, saw you on the news last night. You definitely missed an opportunity to tell the masses that the College Hall of Fame would be the only reason anyone should ever visit desolate black and white Kansas. 
<laughs> yeah, the uh, well, you know, <laughs> south southwest Kansas, where Clint is from, is a lot different than metropolitan Kansas City. Yeah, you went the, to the the if there is a pretty park, you went to it. Well, the the yeah the uh, <laughs> the that prairie fire area in Overland Park is uh, it's kind of a for those you know from Texas that may be familiar like with Austin and the Domain. That's Prairie Fire is kind of a smaller version of that domain, and so everything's new and shiny around there, and so it's a uh, it's a pretty good setup. So yeah, it wouldn't. So, and I know you're I know you're goofing there, but uh, that most certainly wasn't the time to be running Kansas smack there when it's really about running smack at Clint and uh, Southwest Kansas. Yeah, they did have a cool. Show. Yeah, take that. I'm from the ugly part. <laughs> well, you're from the they. You know, the, the Prairie Fire has an existing museum, and then there's an adjacent space, mm-hmm. you know, kind of another room over there that we're in. But in the hallways and stuff, it's showing a lot of the – it's kind of, you know, showing where dinosaurs roamed and all that, but it's got a beautiful shot of, you know, kind of the flowing prairie out there in western Kansas, which I've always thought was pretty, you know, kind of just the oh, flowing deal. And Now, I don't know about your old beat-up, broken-down town with shanties falling in and all that stuff, but just the that sounds the, about right. The vistas out there in western Kansas with the flow and the, the wheat and all that kind of stuff, I've always thought was kind of it kind of speaks to my midwestern roots. I would think that uh, where I grew up, there's more unusable buildings than there are usable. Yeah, that's you know I understand <laughs> that too. Boy, when they get electricity, though, they're going to be super yeah, pumped. Those flush toilets or something else. <laughs> it's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.